was strange, because there was nothing on the path. But the goat still watched it pass by until it was out of sight. There was a village tucked into a narrow valley between steep woods. It wasn't a large village, and wouldn't have showed up on a map of the mountains. It barely showed up on a map of the village. It was, in fact, one of those places that exist merely so that people can have come from them. The universe is littered with them, hidden villages, windswept little towns under wide skies, isolated cabins on chilly mountains, whose only mark on history is to be the incredibly ordinary place where something extraordinary started to happen. Often there is no more than a little plaque to reveal that, against all gynecological probability, someone very famous was born halfway up a wall. Mist curled between the houses as the wizard crossed a narrow bridge over the swollen stream and made his way to the village smithy. Although the two facts had nothing to do with one another, the mist would have curled anyway. It was experienced mist and had got curling down to a fine art. The smithy was fairly crowded, of course. A smithy is one place where you can depend on finding a good fire and someone to talk to. Several villagers were lounging in the warm shadows, but. As the wizard approached, they sat up expectantly and tried to look intelligent, generally with indifferent success. The smith didn't feel the need to be quite so subservient. He nodded at the wizard, but it was a greeting between equals, or at least between equals as far as the smith was concerned. After all, any halfway competent blacksmith has more than a nodding acquaintance with magic, or at least likes to think he has. The wizard bowed. A white cat that had been sleeping by the furnace woke up and watched him carefully. What is the name of this place, sir? Said the wizard. The blacksmith shrugged. Bad ass, he said. Bad ass, repeated the blacksmith, his tone defying anyone to make something of it. The wizard considered this. A name with a story behind it. He said at last, "Which, were circumstances otherwise, I would be pleased to hear. But I would like to speak to you, Smith, about your son." Which one? Said the Smith, and the hangers-on sniggered. The wizard smiled. "You have seven sons, do you not? And you yourself were an eighth son." The Smith's face stiffened. He turned to the other villagers. "All right, the rain's stopping," he said. Piss off the lot of you, me and. He looked at the wizard with raised eyebrows. Drumbellus, said the wizard. Me and Mister Billet have things to talk about. He waved his hammer vaguely, and one after another, craning over their shoulders in case the wizard did something interesting, the audience departed. The smith drew a couple of stools from under a bench. He took a bottle out of a cupboard by the water tank. And poured a couple of very small glasses of clear liquid. The two men sat and watched the rain and the mist rolling over the bridge. Then the smith said, "I know what son you mean. Old Granny is up with my wife now. Eighth son of an eighth son, of course. It did cross my mind, but I never gave it much thought, to be honest. Well, well, a wizard in the family, eh? You catch on very quickly," said Billet. 
the white cat jumped down from its perch, sauntered across the floor, and vaulted into the wizard's lap, where it curled up. His thin fingers stroked it absent-mindedly. Well, well, said the smith again. A wizard and badass, eh? Possibly, possibly, said Billet. Of course, he'll have to go to university first. He may do very well, of course. The smith considered the idea from all angles and decided he liked it a lot. A thought struck him. Hang on, he said. I'm trying to remember what my father told me. A wizard who knows he's going to die can sort of pass on his sort of wizardness to a sort of successor, right? I have never heard it put so succinctly, yes, said the wizard. So you're going to sort of die? Oh, yes. The cat purred as the fingers tickled it behind the ear.